The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Oh, that was pretty stinking awful. With the exception of maybe like the last 10 minutes of the first half, and that little run they had after was when it was pretty much too late. That was pretty horrible. And with that, we start Rams Rewind. Welcome to the show. If you're listening out in podcast land, uh, drop us a little dinero in the old tip jar. We really appreciate it if you do. We'll shout you out if you do. And thank you for listening. We're live here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, and you should join the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group because uh, – at least on nights when VCU plays well, we have a lot of fun. Tonight was not a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Bruce Stevenson, I think that's probably correct. Everything was bad, absolutely everything. I think uh, I think the one person will exempt from that is Toby Lawall. Toby Lawall was fun tonight. Toby Lawall was great to watch tonight. Toby Lawall basically created a technical foul, which at the point that it happened – you thought it might get this team going. Instead, it went completely the other way. He 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 he, he no served Mike Marsh, who to that point was dominating the game for Jacksonville in the paint. No, blocked him twice. The first one could have been a foul, but it actually really wasn't. The second one was as clean as a whistle. And Mike Marsh said the said the uh, said the magic words and got a technical foul, and then sat for like ten and a half minutes. It felt like. Because he was really hot, and that was great. And outside of that, it wasn't much. Um, and Chris MJ, you 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 pretty much hit all the all the old ones. He says same old same old scoring drops, poor shot selection, watching rebounds, missed free throws. Yep, yeah. Offensively tonight, this was horrific. This was horrific. And it, I mean, in the first ten, and you, and, and and the funny thing is, usually in the first minute or two, you you know what's going to happen. But they come out and they attack the paint, and Johns gets a basket, and Lawall gets a basket, and Nunn hits the jumper for six nothing, and you think, okay, this is all right. Uh, you know, this is this is all right. We're we're going to have a good night here. At this point, I'm driving, I'm I'm driving home from work. And then it was just a hailstorm of of awful, awful offense, not playing as a team on either end of the floor, some absolutely terrible defense. You know, Ty, you know, somebody was talking about the 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 way the defensive coverages were and, and the fact that we're hedging and it's causing the guys to be open for three. That's true. But two times tonight, and if you want to sum up 
the night you can sum it up with these two plays, one in each half. In the first half, it was none. In the second half, it was Ace Baldwin. I'm watching. I, 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 they end up fouling a guy on a three, and I'm like, well, how the hell did that happen? I'm watching Ace Baldwin and, and none both, one in each half, standing in the middle of the floor, guarding nobody. Why they're there, I don't know. If that's a hedge, it's the worst hedge of all time. And that's why I don't think it's a hedge, because they're not, they're not doing anything. They're literally standing in the center of the floor, just, just there. And then, oh, crap, the ball goes out, and I'm going to have to run over and close out like crazy and, get, and, gets whack, and then whack the three-point shooter. And both times it was Davis, and he made five out of six combined. Uh, Kathy, I, I loved Ed Nixon's call tonight. He was great. There's a couple of things Ed Nixon said I disagree with, and we'll get into that. But Ed Nixon was magnificent tonight. But here, he, you talk about the bad old days. Not only to have this team running around the perimeter chasing, so that's why one of the reasons Jacksonville was hitting all those threes in the first half. And by the way, Jacksonville, we're going to talk. I want to. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But here's the other one. Here's the other one. Remember the day. Remember the days of the Chuck and Duck, when this team would just just fire up three after three and not make them. Well, they took 52 shots tonight, VCU. 28 of them were threes, made five of them. That's 17.9%. There is no scenario outside of outside of one of our three-point shooters going nuclear where we should ever have more threes and twos. There is not a scenario where that it should ever happen. This team, I mean, maybe if Bones Highland was still here, you could almost justify that. But even then, I wouldn't do it. Mitch McGuire, we do have an inside game. The problem is we won't run plays for it. And we won't be aggressive. And we will pass the ball around the perimeter for 20 seconds and then throw up a shot. Ace Baldwin, where was the dribble penetration tonight? Ace Baldwin was settling for jumpers. This is the – and by the way – this is just about the worst game I've seen him play. Two for eight, one for five from three, seven points. He had four assists in the first half. He had a goose egg in the second half. And Kevion Nolan took his lunch money tonight. Took his lunch money, kicked dirt in his face. Where else? What else do you want to use? Nolan, 20 points, six, four of eight from three, six of six from the line, eight assists, seven boards. Kevion Nolan wore Ace Baldwin out tonight. So everybody that's everybody take a picture of that box score. Cause you're not gonna see, hopefully, we're not gonna see Ace Baldwin ever get his tail kicked like that again. <laughs> Bradley said, did he get a cramp when he could kick dirt in his face? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh that that's kind of true, George Prophet, but honestly, we haven't been a great transition offense all year. The issue is we get into our offense and it's just five guys playing together. That that it's not a team, it's five individuals. And I've ranted and raved on this before. Here we are again. That is the problem with this team. Is that too often they look like five guys on on five individuals on offense 
At least on defense, we could usually count on them to play good team defense. Didn't have that tonight. Jacksonville, 52% from the field. And here's, here's the thing about Jacksonville. Jacksonville makes 6 of 12 in the first half. Do they go crazy with the three-pointer in the second half? No, they don't. They only shoot six threes in the second half to make three of them. It is The funny thing is, watching Jacksonville was like watching VCU many of the last 10 years. Physical, in your face on defense, and, and, and running actually halfway decent offense. Good gravy. I mean, this, this, this is a confronting loss because it's one thing, you know, as Bruce Stevenson said, we lost three, lost three or four, and it's been terrible. It's one thing losing to Power 5 schools and the schools that are in the upper echelon of the same next high major. You know, we've lost to Memphis and Temple and the American Athletic. It's another to play at home and for basically 29 minutes get your butt kicked or maybe 27 minutes, get your butt absolutely kicked by an Atlantic Sun team that may very well finish high up in the Atlantic Sun, but is not the the favorite. Yeah, Will Wade was really good at at coaching offense. That's true. And we haven't had had that at all. Uh, No, Jacksonville is a really good team, Jason Hutto, if that's what you're saying. I do agree with you there. But VCU... I mean, that was pathetic tonight. At at 9.48 to go, because I think at that point is when VCU had to screw up. Oh, and let's talk about that. When, I have never heard of, of, a refer, of, a, of a rule saying the player's got to call a timeout. That doesn't exist. If a coach wants a timeout, a coach wants a timeout. So unless the referees are totally asleep, there's no way in the world that a referee should not give VCU a timeout. And I don't know what Ace is thinking, <clears throat> but I guess he thought they'd call a timeout because he bumps into the guy and just throws the shot up. No whistle, because there's not a foul, really. And it's all gone. And he throws it up from 35 feet away, and they go down, and they get another basket. And I think at that point it was a 16-point lead when we had that. And then they get the damn timeout. <laughs> it was... That was, that was just ludicrous. It was absolutely ludicrous. Uh, George Prophet, you might be right that this, this team can't win the A-Sun this year. I can tell you this much. They look like a middle-of-the-pack A-10 team right now. They look like an A-10 team that's going to be playing, you know, the 7-10, 6-11, 8-9 sort of situation because god dang i mean this this was this was wretched tonight with exception of a few exception of a few stretches this was terrible 19 to 29 from the foul line 19 to 20 i mean they were eight and the thing is they had to get hot to get to that they were eight of 15 so they made 11 of their last 14 and most of that was john's he made about eight foul shots in a row <clears throat> to give himself 20 points, I still wouldn't say he had a good game, to be honest. Um, maybe Jason Hutto, we were due for a home loss. We were not due for a 
for a for a game like this. I mean, this this was this was a in so many ways this was a collapse. They were absolutely off for the first ten minutes, and then somehow recovered enough to get to get to a tie at halftime. A tie, by the way, that they did not deserve because Jacksonville absolutely outplayed them in the first half. Here's the other thing. When did you ever think you could hear, you'd hear VCU turns the ball over eight times in a game and not just loses but get its butt kicked? Whew. Yeah, this felt like Wagner, but again, we kind of had, had an excuse. No, no ace Baldwin. We knew that was going to be tough. We knew, excuse me, tough. We knew that was going to be tough. Yeah, and, and Bradley Heath, that's another thing that, that uh, Ed Nixon said tonight that I disagree with. But new players. This is game number nine. We're at the point now where that excuse is, is about to rot. And that excuse is about to hit the sell-by date if it hasn't already. You've had how many practices since October, whatever it is. And you've had nine games. And now you're about to have the winter break, which, as Ed Nixon points out, means you can have more practice time. No, I, I did, Bradley Heath. I, I know you're sarcastic. You're being sarcastic there, and I agree with you. But this, enough with the new players bit. By now, you have to be starting to figure out your combinations that can work. And, of course, no Deloach tonight, and that might be part of the reason why they got out-rebounded so badly. They were minus eight in that. They had three rebounds with 9.48 left in the second half. They had three rebounds in the half, and they had two assists. And by the way, eight assists is all they had tonight. Terrible. Kevion Nolan had eight assists by himself. Powell, the other guard, five assists. Jeez. Yeah, combinations at work, coaching. Yes, Paul Seward. Yes. Yes. A lot of this was coaching tonight. Terrible mentality. No, no kind of flow on offense. Timeouts that were too late again. Uh, Dan, the only positive for me tonight was Toby Lawall. That's it. That's the list. I love Toby Lawall's game tonight. I want to see him more. He gives us energy. I, I find it odd that he wasn't out there when they were pressing as he's sort of the guy that I would kind of like to be having guard the inbound man because, again, as everybody points out, he's got insane athleticism and he can jump out of the gym. Um, so I thought that was a little odd that he was not in there for that, for something like that. And the fact that he got, Mar he made Marsh so mad that he got a technical. That was that I enjoyed that because he, he no served Marsh twice. It was so great, but there, there, there ain't any positives other than that, Dan. This, this is, that's like I said, the Wagner loss early last year. That was not great, but I could almost buy that. And Wagner turned out to be a really good team. Jacksonville may turn out to be a really good team. Some of the other losses early last year, you know, Chattanooga. Chattanooga was in, was in the tournament, or uh, and and that was a really good team. But they tonight. I mean, we are we are fairly deep into the season, and this was supposed to be the start of a stretch where VCU was going to make hay. They start with an L. And yes, Mike Rhodes did not adjust to the matchups. Mike Rhodes was outcoached severely tonight. 
And I'll be honest with you, here's the thing that's amazing about it. Jacksonville played eight players. One of those players only played three minutes, and Caressi played 11. So it's six guys play 20 minutes or more, and two of them played 39 minutes, and the other played 36. And VCU couldn't wear them down. Could not wear them down even though they played 11 players tonight. Oh, I knew Watkins had a bad game. I didn't know it was this bad. Watkins was 0 for 8, 0 for 7 from 3. And that's the other thing. Shot selection tonight from everybody was wretched. And Brandon Johns, you know, he, in the middle of that run that Jacksonville had in the second half, he gets the ball, he's out at the top of the key. He hesitates for a second, and I'm like, don't take it. Then he takes the three, it's a brick. And you're just sitting there going, oh. What an absolute disaster. And and I would agree with that, Bruce Stevenson. I would have liked to have seen Fermin more, but granted, I think Fermin's issue was, you know, Marsh, Marsh and Osifo kind of pushed him around a little bit tonight, and I think they were a little concerned about that. Phillips comes in, hits a nice shot, and gets only five minutes of play. Why? And here's the other thing. It's funny, Jason Otto, I remember everybody ripping you for saying Baldwin needed to sit when he had a really great game, but he made some mistakes. He needed to sit tonight. I'm getting tired of Zeb Jackson. Zeb Jackson plays his best game up there and helps bail, along with Johns helps bail us out against Pittsburgh. And he's hardly played any since. And that just that just doesn't cut it with me. Um that that just doesn't cut it with me. Um Darren, you're probably right about that about Rhodes, but he should be feeling the heat because this is this this is a team that was picked to finish third in the conference, and and they don't look like a team that's anywhere near being a top four team. They got time to fix it. They got time to work this out. That's what this month, the rest of this month is about. You play these games, you hopefully win them, and you work this mess out. But it needs to happen fast because. Here we are in game nine, and I don't think he has any idea how to use this bench right at all. Because, um, like, Lawal like, started tonight, so he got 24 minutes. But Billups gets five, Jackson gets nine, Fermin gets six, Kern gets ten, Banks gets 11, a lot of that at the end of the game. We hardly saw Banks at all until, like, the second half. Shriver gets ten, and his slump continues, and he was just – Man, Shriver can't do right right now. I don't know what it's going to take to get him out of it, but it's not good because he can't make any shots. He's he's not playing well defensively. He isn't even getting re- – he got two rebounds tonight, but rebounding the basketball, which was supposed to be his other skill, that's not going well either. I don't know, but we need to be – we need to have by now figured out our bench, and we haven't, it, and it's pissing me off because, you know – there's talent here, and there is depth here, and he's not figured the right combinations out yet. And look, I'm going to say it again. I don't want to see Ace Baldwin and Jaden Nunn playing 37 and 36 minutes because I think their effectiveness kind of – there's a bell curve on their effectiveness, and I think past a certain point, they, they start to be less effective. They need and, – and I think there, there are times – when they need to sit down, rest, and mentally clear their heads. 
You know, none had a nice little start to the game because I think he had a pretty good first half. Yeah, he had seven in the first half, none in the second half. Oh, I guess he gets seven in the second half, but he's two for six from the field. He had 14 points. But I, I just I, – I, I don't think Rhodes really has a handle on how these combinations yet, and that's a problem. And it's also a problem – you talk about halftime, Bradley Heath. We are constantly losing the battle of adjustments at halftime. Constantly. Um, and there's been a lot of times in the last two or three years – when when uh, we come out of the halftime, immediately the other team goes on a, on a run. Paul Seward, that is usually true. That was not true tonight. None was, uh, none was decent tonight, but he had – the amazing thing is he didn't get a turnover. He, he, was a, he was a cause of about three or four turnovers, even though he didn't get credit to one. Baldwin, this is the worst, one of the worst games he's ever played tonight. Baldwin should not have played 37 minutes. He needed to sit because he just he, – he was – I mean, they were off balance. It felt like on offense they were off balance. They were, they were taking bad angles. It felt like that they were surprised that Jacksonville got in their face. It looked like they were surprised that Jacksonville was so physical. And they didn't adjust to it. And, and you, didn't, you didn't see that when Jacksonville had the ball on offense. There wasn't that. There wasn't until they put the press on, created a few turnovers, and briefly threatened to get back in this game until Nolan hits that damn dagger with two and a half minutes left and with one on the shot clock. Oh, Carlos, that's a great question. What's going on with this team? Well, at first, it was integrating a new a bunch of new players, and then Ace got hurt, which kind of hurt that. But what it is. They just will not – they will not remain calm on offense. So they won't – so they'll have issues turning the ball over or throwing up shots too quick. They're not moving without the basketball well at all. So even if they – even if they're trying to run the offense like they're supposed to, people aren't getting open. People aren't screening. People aren't cutting to the basket. And what you get is stagnant, terrible offense where the ball's a lot of dribbling and the ball's going nowhere. On the defensive end, they just simply aren't as good a defensive team as they have been. Baldwin's a really good defender, but, you know, when he has an off night, they look like a terrible defensive team. They don't have they don't have a, a Keyshawn Curry, who is a, just a junkyard dog on defense. They don't have Vince Williams, who was a pretty good defender. They don't have Hassan Ward, who is an eraser. They don't have that. They don't have that, and that's their problem. And a lot of it is a coaching problem, as Chris Conway and many others in here have said. So, it it they, there's a lot of there's a lot of soul searching that's got to be done. Uh, the players got to do it because a lot of this just comes back to they are not playing as a team at all either end of the floor. And I'll tell you right now, we play game number 10 on uh, Saturday, I think. Excuse me. It'll be Sunday. Uh, no. It'll be Sunday night. Of course, that's uh, it'll be Sunday night. So that'll be good because I'm off. So Sunday night, we play game number 10 against Howard. Um, which means next week, in the middle of the week, 
we will have the appearance of my favorite feature that I like to do in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly page, which is VCU by the numbers. And I got to tell you, I I usually look forward to doing it because usually VCU has some really good numbers, especially defensively. It's going to be pretty grim viewing uh, next week when we get to that. Because right now, they they I mean, they've been, I think the worst they've done on the roads, if you take out year one, was something like 24th or 25th in defensive efficiency. I'll be staggered if they are in the top 100 in defensive efficiency. And even if they are, they're going to be closer to 150. That this is not a good defensive team. And if and and the problem we're finding out is we thought we had a team that had a lot of firepower based off the first two games, and it looked like we did. Uh, we we don't have that firepower for the most part to make up for a bad defensive effort. <sighs> I mean, Cameron Hines, this team isn't good right now. They have time to turn it around, but they serious. They they need to really look at themselves in the mirror. The coaches need to look at themselves, and they've got to they've got to they've got to f- figure out. If they're gonna, if they're, if they're gonna, t- if they're gonna be willing to sacrifice and play hard for each other and work for each other, because that's the only way this will work. It will not work otherwise. You cannot play like they do on both ends of the floor. You cannot not work for your teammate, not screen, not move without the basketball, and expect to be a good offensive team. And on the defensive end of the floor. You cannot just be standing in the middle of the floor doing nothing. If you're gonna if you're gonna hedge, you've got to hedge with purpose. Which means you're gonna be getting in somebody's pocket and hopefully forcing a turnover or a bad pass or whatever. You can't sit there and run around the damn perimeter chasing the ball. You can't do it. And you've got to trust your teammates, which means sometimes you have to stick with your man. And you got to say, I think my teammate can get the job done here. You can't like here's a, here's another one. Brandon Dalgon Johns tonight. It's at the end of the shot clock. Baldwin is right on Nolan. Johns is on Osifo. Johns has got to stay with Osifo. Johns goes for no goes for Nolan. I have no idea why. Baldwin's right there. Baldwin doesn't need your help. Nolan pops it right over Johns' head to Osifo. It's a dunk. And that was, I think, the first possession of the second half. And and you talk about, here we go. That's the moment when I should have realized, uh-oh, we are, we are up you-know-what's creek without a paddle. And that's, I mean, Johns has been in college basketball for four or five years now. And I know it's a new team, and I know he's a team captain. That is... What is that? What is that? <coughs> what is that? It's terrible. And so that's how you can have a 20-point night like John's did and still not be particularly a good game because it wasn't. Yeah, I mean the, the foul shooting is the foul shooting is a big part of it. I, again, they missed 10 foul shots, the other team missed two. But they lost it was more than that. It was a whole lot of other things. It was a whole lot of other things. So, okay. So, yes, Sunday. So, the rare Sunday night game 
uh, which is nice because no Washington football team on Sunday. So uh, I won't have to worry about that. I'm looking for uh, – so it'll be nice to watch that. So we'll be live in here again. We will be live in here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly. And then the podcast will drop on Monday. I, I really hope this team can turn it around. I am not sure right now. But they got they got they got they've got to start figuring out what what it is that this team is about because I don't know. It used to be defense, it's not. Offensively, I have no idea because you know, the other day, the other game like against uh, Temple, they were actually judicious with their three-point shots and they made 50% of them. They were 7 of 14. And they didn't take terrible shots like that. And offensively, they weren't bad. It's just defensively, they couldn't stop Temple at all. Tonight, 5 of 28. Like, where the hell did that come from? What? No, no, no. Don't do stuff like that. Julie, they need a sports psychologist. They need somebody that will teach them how to breathe and center themselves and calm down, whether that's a yogi or or a Buddhist monk or something. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if we lose Sunday, batten down the hatches because it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna turn real fast on everybody if that's the case. So I want to thank everybody in the group, in the good and the bad of the ugly group for the comments. At least I was smart enough to restart the phone so I could actually see them. If you're listening out in podcast land, thank you. And as I said at the top, if you like what you hear and you want to be, you know, and you want to help us out, send us a little money. We really appreciate that when you do. Uh, and we thank you for it. So Sunday, Sunday night, I'll be here in the good and the bad, and the ugly, doing the video. You'll get the podcast Monday morning. I want to thank everybody again. Great as always, especially in the game thread. And uh, until next time, talk to you all later. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.